0: The waiver wire is now shut. The Marlins make multiple claims. However, they get none of them. The Marlins make claims on three arms. All of them sniped by the Cleveland Guardians. There were a few sticks available, but the Marlins pass on the sticks. Tons to get into. This is Locked On Marlins.
1: You are Locked On Marlins. Your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Greetings from England. Welcome to Locked on Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, hit subscribe. This is your team every day. Yes, sir. Even in the dark days of August and September, it's your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day. This is pre-game, pre-game before this Nat series gets itself rolling. There is a YouTube channel, of course, guys. Head on over to there and hit subscribe also. Join the fun in the comments. Uh, Speaking of comments, this episode is sponsored by Bunches. You can download the Bunches app today. And when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the uh, show description notes uh, to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. More about those guys later on. If you are watching, you will see guest in tow. It's Thursday. Regular Thursday rotation now for the Loud Marlins fan. How we doing, brother? Ah, uh, Pete, we're going to get loud, a lot to talk about.
1: Don't know how I'm doing yet.
0: Hmm, yes, the main news, the main news dropping. Uh, we've got yesterday's game to talk about as well, which uh in some ways was good, in some ways was wild, in some ways ended poorly, but we're going to start with the news, the waiver wire. Of- this situation created where there was just salary dumps happening all over the league. And this was the day that the claims had to be made to be playoff eligible. So they have to be on the roster by the 1st of September. So this day was critical. The Angels just dump in all of their expiring deals. The Yankees doing the same. All, you know, I talked about, about it on yesterday's show. Spent the whole half an hour going through every option available. Expecting the Marlins probably to make multiple claims. We hear reports that they did make multiple claims. They effectively made the same claims as the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians, five back in their division, way off in a wildcard hunt, but five back in the division, they end up pulling the trigger on three arms. Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, and Reynaldo Lopez sniping the Marlins. Boy, oh boy. The Marlins tried to do something, but in the end, waiver priority, they were trumped by the Guardians, mate. Tough break for the Marlins here, I think.
1: I didn't know how waivers worked like this. I thought it's kind of like a fantasy play. Football or fantasy baseball waivers, where if you claim one person, yeah. you go back to the end of the line. Apparently, that's not how it works in baseball, which I can't believe, because that's that's a front-runner team that, for any reason, can come in and just steal everybody like the Cleveland Guardians just did. Mm. I, I want to preface this conversation for those listening. This is not a Bruce Sherman thing or a bad move by Kim NG. Why didn't they do something? The Marlins look to have went in on three of the players. They they obviously didn't go on on Bader because he ends up at the Guardians. Or, sorry, he ends up at the Reds. <laughs> they, they didn't go after uh, uh, Renfro, or Renfro, whichever. Uh, didn't go after him. He ends up on the Reds. But the Marlins needed pitching. They know they needed pitching, and they went after pitchers. The three available, two relievers, one big arm, didn't get anything. And you know what? Just keep swimming, stop Uh doing the doggy paddle with this team, and start doing the freestyle, because it's August 31st, on this show, last couple weeks I've said, look, I'm not paying attention to anything else until September. It's now September, well, tomorrow, it's now September, it's time to get rolling, get hot like the Phillies did last September, and roll all the way to a World Series, title, Maybe boy, oh boy. at
0: least get there, right? I mean, we'll take a wildcard spot and knock down in two games at this point, to be honest with you, just anything to be fun. I mean, it's been brutal yep. since the the All-Star break for the Marlins. Um, to your point, this is a really interesting wrinkle here with the waivers. Like, they've changed the methodologies with waivers just generally. Um, it used to be you had to pass through your, your division first, then you get your, your other division. I think your point is really valid, though, that perhaps it should work in a similar way where if you make a claim – you and you make a claim and you prioritize your, your waiver selection order, like in fantasy sports. You, if you then get that player, you then slide all the way back down uh, to the bottom of the priority order. So, in this case, let's assume they had Giolito at one, Reynaldo Lopez at two. They get Giolito, the Guardians, the Marlins select next. They also then had Giolito, but he's gone. Ronaldo Lopez potentially was their number two pick which then becomes their number one. And they take that, then potentially the next club would take Matt Moore. I don't know. It does feel a little bit, uh, in this just extreme situation where there's just so many waiver guys, well, guys on waivers, for one club to scoop up three guys, they could have taken five guys. Like, scooping up five guys, even three, at this point of the season when there's no trades and, you know, etc. cetera, et cetera, it feels a little bit extreme. And so I do wonder if they maybe revisit that one, um, uh, you know, into the off season, perhaps I know rule tweaks don't happen all that frequently, but this one does feel a bit funky in my opinion, mate. What about you? Unfortunately, it's an example
1: that's going to have to be made of. Uh, Mm. it's not fair to teams like the Marlins teams, like the Cardinals teams, like the giants who are doing well, but are still in the race and need help. They don't get the help. If, uh, lower position team, and it could have been any team uh, that could do this, right? But if the Nationals yep. decided to screw the Marlins and go after all three players, I mean, the Guardians are five games out of their division with 24, 25 games left. I mean, come on, that shouldn't, like, yeah, they're allowed to place their claims. They're allowed to do what they want, but you got to let it be fair for everybody involved and get better to make this final run. There needs to be tweaks or something, and hopefully there's someone who made it to free agency or passed through waivers that the Marlins may be able to go after. But if not, deal with the team we have. You know, pitching, we'll talk about Lizardo. Pitching's Mm -hmm. on fire right now. Mm -hmm. You've gotten basically all quality starts the last week or so from your uh, starters. It's what we didn't have at the end of July. Beginning of August, we were complaining. They couldn't pitch. Now they're pitching. It's reverse. A month ago, we were talking about pitching. Bats were going. Couldn't hold the lead. Now we're talking about bats can't score. It's it's crazy how this season is going
0: for us. I think I've used this reference a few times before. Maybe on this pod, maybe on, on previous pods. Who knows? But the Marlins right now, they feel like my golf game. That's how I'm going to describe it. Where one day, I'm amazing off the tee, but I can't putt. The next day, my putting, lights out, baby. Drain them all. Problem is, my short game's gone. And mm. piecing it all together off the tee. So drivers, mid-irons, short-irons, scrambling, putting. Piecing it all together is so hard to do. And that's what the Marlins are facing into right now. Where one thing is working, the other thing drops away. And that's dropping them games right now. It's funny they're the way that they're finding ways to, to lose games. And to your point... And and that's uh, you make a great point. The Marlins roster right now, irrespective of these waiver situations, and that was just a little bonus. Like, those opportunities were just bonus balls. Um, the roster itself was already built pretty well. They were active at the deadline. And fundamentally, this club is healthy. If this falls apart, which it looks like right now it's trending in that way, if it falls apart, they have no excuses, to be honest with you. Last year's excuse was, we're all hurt and then the sell off happens this year they'll have nowhere to hide if it falls apart from 14 games over 500 a great deadline to then falling short maybe under 500 as a year i mean that would be that would be a wild drop off if the marlins end up under 500 in this season with fundamentally a healthy roster an upgraded roster stunt you know plenty of pitching i mean who's going to be who's going to be blamed for this if this happens yeah, Joey Wendell,
1: <laughs> uh, Brian. Uh, sorry, uh, Robertson.
0: <laughs> Robertson um, for sure. He's on the but list. I,
1: but I want to say this too. You know, you could complain about it, but when the trade was made, we mm-hmm. we were on this podcast or 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 locked on Marlins. We were on other Marlins things. We we're talking to our our colleagues and whatnot, mm-hmm. and everybody agreed they got one of the best arms, the best bullpen arms that were available mm-hmm. from the Mets. I mean. The guy has the experience, the guy has the history, Uh, was doing well this season, and it just didn't work out. So there are people on Twitter that are blaming Kim and blaming Sherman, but this is not on them. They went for it. You can't say they didn't. It just didn't work with Robertson. I'm not going to say anything about Lopez because he's kind of where we thought he'd be, and Dylan Floro's not doing any better on his side, so... That's an equally lost trade or equally one trade because no one wins it. No, but Robertson is an issue. And if he watches this, I've never spoken to you. (laughs) I I don't have anything personally against you, but dude, you seem like you don't want to be here. You, you didn't seem like you wanted to be here in your exit interview from the Mets. You were talking about rejoining them next season, possibly. Mm. So, you know, it, you 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 you're a baseball player. It's a business. You're underperformed in your business. The Marlins aren't going to let him go. They can't. Let's say they do make it to the playoffs. You need that experience. And I keep. like. Um, I I was going to do a uh, spaces last night for ten minutes. I ended up going an hour thirty-five, which we can too. Just I saw today. that, mate. <laughs> um, it was great. We had a great discussion, and we were all in agreement. Uh, Robertson's an issue. He doesn't want to be here. Um, but you hope. He turns it around. Uh, Tanner Scott's going to be your closer, but we're going to get into this. You got to get to the closing situations to bring your closer in to win a game. No there doubt. There's no reason we should have gotten to the bottom of the ninth last night uh, or t- top of the 10th. Uh, yeah, top of the 10th and whatnot to put Robertson in that situation. Again,
0: mm-hmm.
1: should he have performed better? That's here or there. You can't win a game when you score no runs. But let's talk Lazardo, man. I know that's our next topic.
0: Let's talk Lizardo. Um, One final mention on the waiver situation in terms of who they went for. I do think this is a really interesting situation because the Marlins went for three guys. And it would have been very, very intriguing, the corresponding moves. Very intriguing to see where they went and what that would have meant, particularly for Robertson. I'm going to talk about him at the back end of the show. I want to talk about Jesus Lizardo because we have to, because he was absolutely stunning last night uh, for certain. But before we do that, uh, this episode is brought to you by good friends at Bunches and uh, at Locked On Marlins uh, and Locked On Marlins fans. I have to tell you about this new app called Bunches. Bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time. Click the link in the show notes to join the app or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversation with other Locked On sports fans. I'm on there. I'm on there. I've been. I've joined the, the Locked On MLB bunch. I'm already there. I'm dropping bombs. Everyone's slandering the Marlins on there. So if you love Marlins slander, get on there. Everyone's absolutely slandering them. Uh, no doubt. I haven't checked in since the waiver claims. There'll probably be more slander. But Bunches is the free app where sports fans chat. Locked On MLB group chat is on Bunches. Go there now and connect with other baseball fans. Chat your favorite team or just any team. Keep up with latest MLB news. Um, so what have you got to do? You download the Bunches app today. When you do, our friends at Bunches have, have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the in the description or show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. Chase, that sounds right up your street as well, mate. The Bunches app and uh, the Locked On MLB Bunch. I expect to see you in there, mate. It's active for certain Um, Right, guys, uh, thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day and joining me on Thursday, the 31st of August. We are waving goodbye to August, which is probably not a bad thing. Uh, The Lad Marlins fan is in the house. However, we are looking back at a performance. Yesterday, Jesus Lozado, he's back, baby. It was a sticky month. He had uh, four or five outings in a row. Not great, but Lozado, you know, he continues to kind of plow on. No IL stints for Lozado. Yesterday, kind of back to his best. The Marlins kept it scoreless for nine shut out through nine puck managed to (laughs) walk the bases juiced. Um, but apart from that, you know, the Rays could do nothing with the Marlins pitching, particularly Jesus Lozado. How impressive has it been kind of getting him bouncing back because it looked a touch ropey for a month, I would say. And I was kind of concerned thinking, is it an IL? Is it an injury ender stint here? Maybe for Lozado, but he's found a second wind.
1: Whatever they, uh, Gave him, as far as non-performance-enhancing drugs, just whatever caffeine he's drinking before the games now, it's working out. Um, two weeks ago on this show, you could go back on the YouTube channel or the pod and listen to all Locked On Marlins' uh, former episodes. Um, but you could hear us in our conversation about how they should shut him down. Not shut him down, but push back, maybe a couple starts, let him regroup, re-energize. They obviously know more than we do and did not do that. And uh, his his San Diego start wasn't great, Uh, or it was great. That was his last start, I think, with San Diego. Um, I think he went five innings plus, had like eight strikeouts or something to that effect there. And last night, I mean, he was just off the hook. He's back off the chain. Get it, chain. Uh, Off the chain, he was uh, just doing great. And uh, he's back. He's back. And we need this. But. It doesn't matter how great the pitchers are doing if you can't give them run support. And unfortunately, that's an issue. It, 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 and, but, Lazardo, thank you. We love you. And we look no forward doubt. to this. No matter how the season turns out, Pete, mm. guys like Lazardo need this. They need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. push themselves. He's at like 155, 56 innings, somewhere around there. His career high before this was 100. Last week, we were ta- two weeks ago, we were talking, he was at 133. Now he's at 155. You know, he needs to break through this barrier to uh, be able next year, not saying we're not still in it, but next year we hopefully continue to push forward. Uh, You can rely on his arm and know it's going to be there. Same thing with Brax. Uh, Same thing. uh, Well, you got uh, uh, Yuri. He's not going to go that many innings. Uh, We'll talk about that, it looks like, on the rundown, but... uh, (laughs) He's not going to go, as, uh, he's not going to go 155 next year either, but maybe you could get him to like 110, 115. But lazardo has been great. And uh, i gotten, I'm just happy. You know, he's back. Career he's high back. game.
0: He's yeah. back, baby. Last two starts for Jesus Lazardo, a combined 12 innings, right? Just three hits, no runs, no earned, just three walks, 15 Ks. Unbelievable. And that's against the Padres and the Rays. Stunning effort for Jesus Lazaro. What a bounce back! What a second wind! And to your point, if all of a sudden the Marlins can just click it back in, they can click it back in in September. They're not dead. They've got the Nats to play. We should be looking at this Nats series, thinking, let's sweep the Nats and let's see where we're at. Let's, you know, I know the Nats have been hot and the Marlins have not, but let's sweep the Nats. Then let's assess where we're up to. If this team can get hot in September, there's there's, there's no excuses. They can get hot. They've got the pitching. Bullpen's been a bit questionable, clearly, but the offense, mate, just in general, I don't know what the hell has happened with this offense. Just in general, they have. It felt like it was, you know, the deadline re-energized them. Berger and Bell came in. It's it felt like it was alive again. But frankly, it has been. It's been worse than than last season at times. To be honest with you, I don't know what's happened, but. Situational running is poor. Situational play is poor. Runners in scoring position, huge issue. It's like all of a sudden, they've got a guy on second, and even the, the top of the order just lose their heads and can't get it done at this point. It happened last night. I don't know what's happened with the offense. It's completely stone cold, and it's come out of nowhere. I'm stunned, and I have no answers for this, to be honest, mate. Do you have anything you can give us?
1: It's the bad news, Bears. Uh, um, Marlon's man <laughs> was next to me. We went to the game on Saturday night together, uh, Right, a friend, uh, wishing him the best. Mm. Uh, we were, we were there Saturday. We're watching what happens at the end with Robertson and then Stallings and the whole offense. He's like, it's just the bad news bears. You know, mm. here's a real issue to answer the question. The bottom of the order, the seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine is killing this team. doesn't matter how many guys get on base. Burger's doing great. People were complaining on the spaces yesterday that Burger's getting hits instead of home runs. And that's not an argument. You'll want the guy to get on base any way, shape, or form and hope mm. the next guy brings him in. He's getting on base. But once you get to the seventh, eighth, nine, you got Stallings and Fortez are hit or miss, mostly miss. Uh, although they both have played a little bit better. But let, let's talk realistically. You got Wendell. Once, once you see Wendell in the lineup, you know that's basically an automatic out at this point. Guy hasn't had, has a, had an RBI in, I think, two weeks, let alone multiple hit games since—I think he's had one since the All-Star break. Uh, he's an issue. Um, Gurriel, for everything great he brought to this team at the beginning of the season, it, it's it's worn out its welcome. Not saying they should DFA him. I think he he should be kept, and Wendell should be DFA'd. You're not going to change anything with the catcher at this point, so that is what it is, and that's fine. You could have one guy at the bottom of your lineup who doesn't hit, but you can't have three. And or two. Two guys. That's two automatic outs when you get yep. down there. As far as the top of the order, you got to keep a rise at one. Hopefully, Soler's okay and heals up soon. He needs to mm. still be at your two spot. You don't want to bring and Carver made this point, Alex Carver. Uh uh, uh fishing uh, fish the fishing the miners. Um uh, and whatnot, He said last night, he goes, you know, everybody complains that Luis Arise is starting to swing high, try to get hits. But when a guy's at the three spot, that's their role at the three spot, unlike the one spot where it's just get on base. So you're putting them in the wrong order. You're flipping the order over around trying to change things. you got to leave him at one. Soler at two. Mm-hmm. Bell's doing fine at three. Uh, the four spot. I kind of liked it when DLC was in the sports spot. Is he a cleanup guy? No, he's calmed down a lot, though. Of course, you have to put Jazz, but Jazz should not be anywhere close to the top of the lineup right now. He should be in the six or seven spot. Jesus should not be up there. You can't trust his bat. It, it's, it's Everybody went cold who was doing all right.
0: Mm.
1: It's just crazy. And what can you do? September 1st, call-ups. That's what you got to do. And you can move it around sorry if I'm talking long-winded here but for those listening here's what we can do right now you move you you move Lazardo to first yeah uh, this is saying Solaire's out Lizardo goes to first you have Bell in your DH you you then put uh birdie or Hampson at second to get a fresh bat I would even do Hampson he, he's been all right this this season he's had like two at bats since they called him up but before that, he was hot in AAA. You get him at second uh, or opposite short. So, Birdie, Hampson, short and second. At third, you got Berger. Um, and you call up X and put him in the right field. Uh, keep DLC in left, Jazz at center. Uh, you get X in there. Uh, Xavier Edwards, for those who don't know who X is. Xavier Edwards goes to right field. You bring up Troy Johnston. Johnson or Johnston. You bring up Troy, you could even start him at first every other game or have him as a a guy to bring off the bench to get some hits. And you got to DFA Wendell. There's no point of Wendell on this team right now. Mm -hmm. I don't care how great he is in the clubhouse. I don't. Because you're in a spot, you're four games out, I think, three or four games, you need wins. And if a guy's not helping you win, you get rid of him at this point. He's not going to be back next season no matter what. Cut bait like the other teams have with players who are not performing and you go for it by bringing up these young guys to inject some, uh, some bats into that lineup and some hits. Sorry, long, long answer there, Pete, but I'm frustrated. I'm venting. This is locked on Marlins and I hope that everybody's subscribing and hitting that uh, subscribe button on YouTube right now to see the video. Cause if you're missing me and my faces on video right now, you're (laughs) missing out. So go on YouTube and hit that subscribe button.
0: I knew that was going to be a long answer because it's it's a tough question to answer. Like, how why is this offense dead is so hard to answer. However, time to let you know about a Good friends over at FanDuel, yes, sir. And you can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100, $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube, and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you could be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, final segment here on Thursday's episode of Locked On Marlins with myself, Peter Pratt, and the Loud Marlins fan. Uh, we have got into the offense. It is stone cold. Changes may need to be made. I was intrigued that the Marlins didn't make any waiver claims with some of those offensive guys. However, they did try to make some moves with the arms. They fell flat on that front as well. But Jesus Lozado has absolutely returned. The Marlins rotation looks good. Yuri Perez, according to Craig Mish, he's got a little bit more leash than was maybe reported earlier in the year. He will stay with the team, will keep pitching while the Marlins are still in it. Listen, if they don't play well in Washington for the next four games, then we'll wait to see how many turns in the rotation Yuri has. But let's assume the Marlins can keep it rolling, can keep in touch. Sounds like Yuri Perez has got a few extra innings in him, Chase, which, frankly, considering what we've seen on the field, there are no signs of Yuri Perez tiring, fatiguing. And frankly, Yuri Perez at this point, he's getting better. He's getting better. 20 year old. This dude is unbelievable. I can't believe how good he's been this year, and you know, when all said and done, we'll look back and we'll, we'll we'll remember this season by Yuri Perez, irrespective of how it ends, very very fondly. But I think I think the Marlins are making the right call on this one, mate. Just seeing how it goes. If they're in it, they have to let Yuri Perez go at this point.
1: You, you have nowhere else to go. You, you're in it. This look, the ownership knows, the management knows. You need to get a playoff game in South Florida and Miami to sell tickets mm-hmm. for next year. That It'll all be for nothing if if they don't go for it. The fans will have something to complain about if they shut them down again. That's saying if we're still in it. And we are still in it. You've got to keep that rotation. There are talks about a six-man rotation, giving him a little extra rest, giving the only one who wouldn't be affected by that is Sandy, it looks like.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Uh,
1: and and we, we were talking about that two months ago as well. Six-man mm-hmm. rotation. It's the way to go. I, it extends the players and gives them a little bit more time to recuperate after uh, these long it, it, career innings that they're pitching. Definitely. Uh, I love Yuri. He's been great. That Saturday performance was was wonderful. I wish they had got him a win for it. It's just uh, you got to keep him up. He, he and, and I love his energy. Um, in the dugout, he's always smiling. He's always into the game. He's cheering his teammates on. He's super ecstatic, and that's hard to find. He's a 20-year-old kid who's enjoying himself, enjoying life right now, and he's outperforming anything that anyone could have thought he would be at this point. Keep him up. Keep winning. Go for it all, and we're gonna do it, Pete. September's here. Here we go. You mentioned uh, the the National Series. Got to take three or four, if uh, not sweep them. They have not been the same team that came hot into Miami since the Marlins beat them Sunday. I think they lost uh three three two at least two of the three games this week. Um in blowout fashion, a couple of them. They're, we're going there. Let's get back to uh the beating ways on the nationals. Come back two games up to face the Dodgers.
0: I have to beat them. Simply, you have to win the series. And, you know, in a four game series, it's tough to call out and say you're gonna sweep them, but the Marlins have to perform. Braxy's going. Um, Yuri Perez is going. We expect Johnny Cueto to be back. Another starter TBD, but that could be Sandy. So they could circle Sandy back around for that one. So they'll have every chance. Just to finish up on Yuri Perez, by the way, we talked about Lazardo's numbers earlier on the last two starts. Frankly, Yuri Perez is as good, if not slightly better in some ways. He's 12 innings in his last two starts. Five hits in total. No earned runs and 17 Ks, just one walk. Unbelievable numbers from Yuri Perez at the back end of August in his uh, in his rookie season. Unbelievable. You mentioned him. You've mentioned him a couple of times, but you mentioned the Yuri Perez last start out. Blown gave, blown, blown gave? Blown save, a blown game, a blowy from Robertson. Boy, oh boy, Robertson has been a disaster in Miami. I I honestly believe that if any of those uh, guys would have been claimed, we've mentioned they were going after three arms, that Robertson would have been one of the guys maybe clear to make room for for anyone now. Irrespective of that, based on the performance, can they keep Robertson around at this point? Or do you just consider that he's doing more harm than good and just move on? Other teams have done this. Where they've traded for guys, it's not worked out and they've already cut bait. It, maybe it's just a, an unlucky period for Robertson. I don't know, but it's unsustainable. That was the word I used earlier on Twitter. It's, his numbers and his performances right now are unsustainable. And I don't know where the Marlins go with this one.
1: Well, they may need a new guy for the seventh inning. So they can't really get rid of Robertson. You can't lose him and Andrew Nardi who got hit with the ball late yesterday. We haven't mentioned Nardi shout True. out to him and his performance. he, Alone has been the bright spot, not all alone, but one of the biggest, brightest spots out of that bullpen. Future closer, Definitely. it looks like, in his in in his future. Uh, but you can't lose both Nardi and Robertson. You've got to keep Robertson, maybe move him back seventh, give him the puck treatment, kind of, you know, take a little bit of pressure off of him getting his mind. <laughs> Everyone's okay. getting
0: the puck treatment. Everyone's right? sliding backwards. <laughs> I mean,
1: you're, you're going to have, uh, and I agree with some of the fans, you gotta have Scott as your closer at this point. Last year, I wouldn't; those words would have not come out of my mouth. But Scott, oh. Scott has outperformed. He's doing. He's a second bright spot along with Nardi. But in left-handed closers, you know, you, you, those lefties are usually situational. So you hope he does well, uh, continues to do well, and he's shown no reason yeah. why he wouldn't. Um, but you know, puck walk three. Nardi came in yesterday. Uh, held the game, got two major outs. One was a strikeout. I think one was a pop-up. Uh, but Nardi showed he has, uh, in the words of Major League Two, you have the marbles. Uh, Andrew Nardi sure showed them yesterday. And Robertson, again, just move them back. You can't get rid of them. You know, you can't. You can't lose two two of your arms out of your bullpen at once. It's no matter how they perform at this point, unless you're bringing something else in.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that was the point. They, they, they looked to make that play. That play was blocked by the Guardians, but I I do wonder the corresponding moves. And I do think it was also interesting that they passed up, particularly on Harrison Bader, the fact that, you know, imagine a year ago and we said Bader's available on waivers and the Marlins don't put in a claim. It would blow your mind. Like, I know Bader's dropped off a touch, like, offensively, but the the glove still plays. That's just, it, it just kind of backs up how good Jazz is in center field and has been. However, what it also says is, The Marlins really, this is what they're saying anyway, is they don't trust Jazz at shortstop. That's the other thing I'm seeing. Just to go back, though, Tanner Scott, just to call him out, because you have, and rightly so. In the month of August, this is unbelievable. He's pitched 11 innings, 10 different outings in total, 11 innings. He's given up just six hits, no runs, no earned runs, just two walks and 13 Ks. Boy, oh boy, Tanner Scott. Is one of the best relievers in the game right now. It's unbelievable. He's had an incredible year, to your point. Tanner Scott as the closer, we would not expect him to say that in 23 because of what we saw in 22. But he's come on so much. And right now, you look around the bullpen, and really everyone's looking at Tanner Scott for the ninth thing. That's that. That's where everyone's looking. That's where they should be looking. And it's his job to lose now. Like, let's see. Let's see if he can just take it on and do what. You know, what needs to be done in what we hope is a really impressive September, starting against the Washington Nationals with four games. We've run out of time. We're long. We're way long, but, you know, standard. Um, But that's going to wrap us up on Thursday's episode, the 31st of August, of course, guys. August is now done. The Marlins could not get any deals done. Any deals, probably not the right way, but any players via the waivers in this waiver madness. However, the roster looks fine. Play well in September. And who knows how it goes. We need the offense to come alive. Yuri Perez will keep it going. And we'll see what happens in this closer situation. Thanks to Chase, the Loud Marlins fan, for joining me again on a Thursday. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow on Friday. I have another guest queued up, uh, but no spoilers on that one. We'll look forward to seeing you then.